Ladies and gentlemen, this show is brought to you exclusively by the Reality Check Podcast Network. Uncensored, unfiltered, uncut. You are listening to Just Thinking with the one and only Stan Wangland. Hey everybody, this is Stan Wangland and welcome to Just Thinking. How the heck is everybody doing today? Well, man, I hope you're doing fantastic because I'm doing pretty darn good today. You know, I had a, 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 a deal with my sinuses and then went to an inner ear thing and then I was brushing my teeth and bent over. I'm getting like one of those old guys relaying all of his illnesses and jerked my back. So I bet <laughs> you see, if it's not your ass, it's your elbow. That's a famous statement from um, a, a, a dear nursing friend of mine, her mother, who lived to be 103. I've mentioned this on the show before. So I've been in some pain and discomfort and whatever, but still doing these shows. No, we're not doing a show about Donald Trump today. No, we're not doing a show about politics today. I don't know if I ever want to do a show about politics again, but uh, whatever. Anyway, uh, what I did think would be a nice show to uh, do today is uh, I was talking with my producer about uh, some new sponsors that Just Thinking has. And if you're interested in, in, in uh, 
being a sponsor to Just Thinking. Uh, you look at the you know details at the bottom of the thing. You can get a hold of uh, uh, our production company that uh, you know helps us with the show, and uh, we can hook you up with advertising. But uh, all that aside, uh, I don't want to do any shameless promoting here. <laughs> uh, what was happening is uh, I was talking to my producer, and he was saying uh, what a wild reception he had a sh- to a show that he did. Uh, and it's one of the wrestling shows that he does. Uh, and there's a commentary on the show about a transgender wrestler. And uh, that's nothing new in sports, uh, you know, to be honest with you. And I was telling him, uh, because I'm much older than he is, uh, of course, and saying, gee, I can remember Renee Richards. The, uh, it was actually Dr. Renee Richards, and she was a tennis player. And she was a man who had a sexual, uh, you know, sex change operation. This is going way back when. Uh, this was a big deal. And, uh, you know, wanted to become a professional golfer and uh, a tennis player, excuse me, not a golfer, a tennis player. And the, uh, you know, women's tennis league, I mean, they flipped out over that. And I believe she eventually got to be able to play, but there was a big controversy over that. And rightly so, uh, because, you know, if a person is born as Renee Richards was in you know, her particular case was born a male, uh, you know, she had, uh, you know, hormonal, this is well way back in time now, but, you know, she had hormone treatments. And I don't know if she ever had, uh, yeah, I did, I believe she did have the actual sex change operation where her penis was removed and had, you know, reconstructed genitalia and everything else like that kind of, you know, not kind of, but making her into a female. And um, the premise being is, as I recall, because I can recall seeing her on, you know, various talk shows, uh, in a very, you know, respectful way when she would come on uh, uh, to those things. Uh, when she came on the talk shows, she was a, over six feet tall, if I'm not mistaken. mistaken. And, uh, you know, she had the physiology, uh, physique, and all the other things associated with being a male. However, you know, having the sex change operation, she was now a female. And the women in the, the, the world, uh, you know, in the tennis, professional, uh, ladies' professional tennis, um, they didn't have a problem with her in terms of changing her sex or any such thing like that, as I recall. What they did is they had a particular problem with her having this tremendous advantage due to the difference in size and weight and musculature and, and all those things that come along with the difference between being a, a man and a, and a woman. Uh, and, you know, that was definitely recognized at that point in time. And, and there's some great validity to that. Uh, it doesn't mean one person is better than another or any such thing in the, in the modern world, but uh, people can be stronger or have a larger body type. It gives them a particular advantage, not unlike a weightlifter who would be using steroids or some performance-enhancing drug, testosterone or something to get bigger or more aggressive, whatever. So, uh, you know, it's not a black and white issue is what I'm trying to say. And uh, there's no disrespect intended, you know, about this thing that, you know, in in years past. And the same thing would happen at the uh, Olympics, where the Russians were always accused, or Eastern European people from communist countries were always accused of using uh, drugs. That uh, there were questions about whether some of the competing athletes were actually males or females. Uh, you know, running in the, uh, you know, or participating in the uh, women's events. Uh, and of course, the advantage would be uh, is that the men were, you know, stronger, more powerful, 
and it wasn't evenly matched. And, and the argument with that would be the same as weight classes in boxing or other sports. Uh, you know, when you get to that professional high performance level, uh, a few pounds makes a difference. Ask anybody who wrestles. These guys are always sweating off the weight while they do a weigh-in and, you know, drink or eat huge amounts so that they can change their weight again before the actual match that they're having. So, you know, obviously there's something to that. But here's the point on today's show, which is, uh, I want to call it, it's okay to feel uncomfortable. And talking to my producer, he said it was a really well-produced show. He says, but man, he was like really amazed that uh, people were getting all kinds of points of view, you know, like giving, that I'm giving respectful points of view. I'm not saying, you know, goddamn people shouldn't, shouldn't do that. A man is a man and a woman. I get all that stuff. They got all the stuff in the show that they were doing. There was no disrespect intended. People were just talking about, you know, other sides to the coin that, you know, these are complex issues. They're, they're not as simple as just saying, you know, do, do whatever you want or, you know, you want to be a female. Well, it is great, but there might be some limitations in, in, in other areas or there might be some ramifications of that. But the point he was making is that uh, people were getting all kinds of flack for merely saying that they disagreed or un, or were uncomfortable with things. And I find that happening all the time. And a lot of people refer to that as, you know, being things being politically correct. Uh, I also refer to it sometimes uh, as being psychobabble. Uh, other people become, you know, very disrespectful with that. But it basically has to do with people not understanding uh, in many times that, when you live in society with people, you have people of you know many different cultural backgrounds. You have people of different ethnic backgrounds. You had people who are you know different ages chronologically. People who are at different times developmentally. Uh, there's you know as I mentioned, there's things that definitely have to do with culture. Uh, there's things where the culture, age, context of the issue, they all come to play. And there are no simple um, ways for people just to react when we have big changes in society. You know, uh, you know, I'll give you a good example. When I was a young boy growing up or even in the 70s and 80s and 90s, people would still say, do you think Liberace is gay or some such thing? And, you know, silly stuff like that. Or do you think this, do you think Paul Lind from the Hollywood, you know, the guy acting, is Richard Simmons gay? Silly stuff like that, because people would have very effeminate behaviors. Uh, and there'd be all kinds of jokes or, or whatever. And, you know, people would feign feeling uncomfortable if they were with them or all kinds of things like that. And now, of course, those days are gone. And people come out uh, in terms of, uh, you know, with their sexuality and they act in all kinds of ways. And even common shows that you'll see on TV you really take these things to different extremes. And I'll give you a good example. I was watching, um, I had never seen the uh, streaming thing of, uh, for the, it's been on for a couple of years of Star Trek Discovery. And my wife was saying, boy, you love that, Stan. It's a great series and everything else like that. I said, sure, let me give it a shot. And man, it is. It's a, it's a great show. I really loved it. Well, I, I guess the one, the one of the scientists on there, one of the main characters, and I guess the doctor on the show, they're obviously, they're not, yeah, they're obviously gay. Uh, the next thing this comes up, I mean, you know, they're on the bridge of the ship. And uh, the two of these guys start making out uh, on the show. 
And now I'm a 69 year old guy. Uh, you have to picture when I was trained as a psychologist, uh, you know, when, when I did my graduate work, it was in the early 70s. Homosexuality was a sexual deviancy. I mean, you know, in, in certain states, you'd go to jail for it. Uh, you know, you couldn't be in the military. You could be bounced out of your job. People were receiving behavior therapy for things like this and whatever. Now, did that bother me watching that, you know, on the thing? No, uh, not not at all. Uh, but if I said that it's for a second, it just, you know, struck me as, wow, uh, you know, these guys are really getting into it hot and heavy in, in the television show. And then, the, you know, they were going over. It was like watching Tom Hanks in Philadelphia. The one guys I thought it was a little too stereotypical, to be quite honest with you. Uh, you know, he, he says, well, I don't like opera, but you do. And they're playing opera in the background. And then the guy starts, the other guy starts talking like he's this super understanding female and said, tell me about your day and all these things. And to me, I, I thought that was going overboard. I have you know many, many people who are homosexual, heterosexual, whatever, really with their partners, they don't act any, their sexual preference, they don't really act any different than anybody else does. I mean, whether you're homosexual, or at least the people that I know. Uh, and, and again, they're from all variety of sexual persuasions, for lack of a better term. But um, did I feel uncomfortable about it? No, but I, I noticed that was a difference. Now, if somebody was a guy my age who was brought up in the Bible Belt someplace or uh, in a different country, let's say someplace in the Middle East where this may be really an unfavorable thing based on religious or cultural or ethnic values or things like that. Hey, man, you, you've got to understand that. And, uh, you know, when you're doing a show like that, I wouldn't change anything in the script. But I would anticipate that some people are going to say they find that very uncomfortable. Well, if it's uncomfortable, look the other way. Don't watch that particular scene. Uh, I wanted to see Death Wish with Bruce Willis the other day, but I, I couldn't watch the film because I know the beginning of the film. When I saw the, the film with Charles Bronson, has a, one of those violent rape scenes in it. And uh, I can't enjoy those hostile movies or The Devil's Rejects or any of those horror pictures that I like. Because people get into these brutal uh, sexual assaults on other people. And I, I'm sorry. I feel I know this is, you know, 2020 and we're supposed to be able to see everything. Yeah, I guess I can watch Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, blowing somebody's head up uh, in a picture that obviously looks fake. But if I see human beings really subjected to things like that, which is very realistic, it gets me very, very upset and I don't want to see it. Uh, so I'm uncomfortable with it. Am I approved with it now? I've spent, I've worked with sex offenders. I've you know been in court with people. I worked in correction settings with people who murdered people, people who raped people, whatever. If I'm in that setting, no, I don't get sick and ill. But if I was watching them do that, uh, that would be more than disturbing. Um, so what's my point? Uh, sometimes we're led to believe that. It's not all right to be uncomfortable about things that, that clearly are a big change in our culture. And, you know, when I worked in management, uh, you know, as an administrator, we used to get training from people from the Harvard Business School and everything. It's what was called, you know, managing strategic change when big changes were happening. But we have big cultural changes in our country. And... We have to allow people 
And we have to allow ourselves the ability to tell other people and say, look, I'm not putting down what you're doing, but you got to cut me some slack because this is, I've spent 20 or 30 or 50 or 70 years thinking a certain way. And now there's been a big change. And all my belief systems, all my values, uh, you know, my orientation to how I view the world has been one particular way. And now you're just saying, hey, it, you know, everything's okay. Boom. And, and we're going off in this direction. And it all may be okay. It's not breaking the law or the laws change or society changes. But that doesn't mean that other people don't have those other things built into their system. Now, for me, when I feel uncomfortable about something, I always feel totally relaxed about saying, hey, yeah, I feel uncomfortable about this because I was brought up differently. I, I, I'm not worried about this being wrong for, for somebody else. Uh, I'm not talking about people breaking the law or doing violent, insane things that are wrong 50 years ago will be 50, you know, be wrong 50 years from now. I'm talking about things where society has changed. Things are more modern, um, you know, or, or things are different. I see people as highly or kids as being highly oversensitive. People as being even more greedy than they were when I was a kid or be, people being socially inappropriate, uh, you, you know, in certain ways that uh, they don't say hello or talk or whatever. And that makes me feel uncomfortable. Uh, with different things. But uh, I understand in, in my mind, it's okay to feel that way because it's a normal thing. And I guess what I'm trying to say is that we would all do better if people understood on all these important issues that we get so divisive about that, um, again, there's no simple answers and allow somebody to feel uncomfortable and, you know, ask them what makes them feel uncomfortable. You don't have to prove yourself right and them wrong. Uh, just understand that you agree to disagree. It's like years ago, I had a, a friend, he was very brilliant and people, we loved movies, old classic movies that were in black and white and they were colorized and people were fighting back and forth over this. I mean, really getting violent. Did you ruin that fucking film? And we were talking with other film buffs one day. He said, you ruined that film. It was a black and white film. And we both said, so if it's a black and white film, it's, it's colorized instrument. So go on the selector on your television at the time and take the color off of it. Revert it back to black and white if it bothers you that much. What the hell is the difference? And I understand it, that you, you like the nuance of the black and white film. And I do understand that with films. I agree. Certain films should not be, you know, colorized because of whatever. But I can understand if somebody else wants to do that or understand that if I'm a film buff, if that's how I make my living or I'm a film critic or a producer or a director or an artist, that these things are very important to me. They may not be to you, but they're, they're part of my history. They're part of my culture. And, you know, the same thing goes for religious beliefs. The same thing goes for people, uh, you know, if they're very militaristic or they're very, uh, you know, pro-democracy or, uh, you know, they're into, uh, you know, some kind of, you know, off the, off the track kind of uh, political thought or whatever. Many times that's the environment that they're brought up with and particularly people from other countries. 
with other cultures that are markedly different than ours. Anthropologists wouldn't go in and try and change things and, or tell people not to feel uncomfortable with some of our customs. You know? So it's a good thing, and it'll make for more friends, less enemies, and allow for people to have a wider range of experiences. If you can just say, hey, I can understand it why, you know, uh, you don't like uh, eating with your fingers or, uh, you know, eating uh, foods where something's staring at you and somebody's offering you an eyeball. You're not being, uh, you're not being silly or stupid. You're just kind of expressing your history and what you've been brought up with or what your beliefs are. So, folks, I, you don't need my permission, but as a psychologist and as a uh, mature human being, most of the time, it's okay to feel uncomfortable yourself and let other people feel uncomfortable. You know, you'll have a much more enjoyable time in life. Well, that's it for Just Thinking, and I'll catch you next time. Bye-bye now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Just Thinking with Stan Wanglin. Please feel free to follow and subscribe on whichever podcasting service you use for your podcasting needs and give us a rating and review for Just Thinking with Stan Wanglin. And also, you can check Stan out on Twitter. It's at S. Wanglin. That's at S. Wanglin. W-A-N-G-L-U-N-D on Twitter. And you can also follow all the great shows on the Reality Check Podcast Network on our Instagram page, Reality Check Podcast Network, or on our Twitter, at our podcast network on Twitter. And if you are interested in advertising or sponsoring your products, your services on this show, all you have to do is hit me up at wwrpodcast.com at gmail.com and find out about the great rates to advertise on shows like Just Thinking with Stan Wanglin and the many, many more great shows on the Reality Check Podcast Network. Did you really think it was just guys that like to discuss and analyze wrestling? I'm here to tell you there's a new chick in town. My name is Sunny Salem, and I am the host of That's What She Said. Get a female perspective of all the ins and outs of the wrestling business today. But don't worry, this isn't no prissy princess show. I hold nothing back. Check out That's What She Said on all major streaming platforms. Are you interested in spirituality and the paranormal? Do you enjoy having conversations about social issues and current events with a balanced and spiritual perspective? Are you intrigued by ancient prophecies and mysteries of the past or just unraveling modern-day conspiracy theories? If so, I would like to invite you to come on a journey with me on my show, The Spirit Side, available on all the major podcast platforms. I'm Paul James Caden, and I hope to see you there.